The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome. Thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for Christy Stratton, my loyal wingman. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Christy. Friends, sometimes when things seem jumbled up, it's easy to feel angry and anxious, and this affects how we behave in a very negative way. I was comforting somebody uh, and counseling somebody this week who is having a lot of anxiety and there's much in the world about which to have anxiety. And the conversation ended up going in the direction of me saying to them, what is true at at the highest level, at the most basic foundational level, forget about all the stuff in the world, all the news, all the things that are forced down our throat, and just say, what is true? And so... As we think about what is true and what is the big picture, and we talk to ourselves and others about it uh, in an effort to just find peace, we're going to talk about that today in a short series that I have so creatively named War and Peace, (laughs) because we all have a different war in a different place. Uh, For me, my war is I work a lot. Uh, Between the show and my airline pilot job and being a Marine officer, I work a lot. And so that's my war. And uh, sometimes I get overworked and I get tired and then it's hard to find peace. And then at the intersection of our faith and the world, I sometimes don't have to give away what I would like to be able to give away. And so we're going to talk about that today. And before we begin today's conversation, I have to remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Heavenly Father, as we go through our days on earth, we face many trials. We know that some result from choices we make and some result from circumstances which you permit. Dear Lord, you have said that you know every hair on our heads so we can rest assured that none of our difficulties escape your attention. Help us, Father, to truly understand this. Help us to know that in all things you walk with us. Help us to know that you have a plan and that you bend all things toward good. And help us to take this understanding into every situation 
that your light may shine brightly through us in rejoicing and in hardship. We bring our prayers to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, talking about the big picture, uh, we're really talking about the divine level. Uh, We've talked before, at the secular level in warfare, uh, there is the tactical level, which is the groundmost level. There's the operational level, which connects tactics to our strategy. There's the strategic level, where you're trying to affect change in a system. In the secular world, above that is the political level where the system you're trying to change is political. Clausewitz, a famous military historian, said that war is a continuation of politics by a mixture of other means. For us, in our faith, the highest level is the divine level, beneath which everything takes place. And when we forget this, life really becomes a worldly struggle. And so, um, as Christians... We really can console ourselves in the knowledge that there is certainty in the big picture as we are loved by a faithful God who wants to have a relationship with us, who knows everything about us, that we're not alone and overwhelmed at the tactical level, but as we go about our days, we can focus on Him. And as we try and get to that place, a peaceful place, we can slow down and ask, okay, what is true? So when you ask what is true, it's very important to go to things about which there is no argument. Christy, something that is true. There's no argument. <laughs> I was going to ask the same question. What is that? I mean, I know what the answer is, but... The a- okay. <laughs> Christy's not going to play my game today. All right. Here's, here's one. We're made by the creator of the universe who wants to have a relationship with us, right? Right. True. It it is true. I wonder those people out there who may not know that. Okay, that's a very good point. So right now we're talking to our brothers and sisters, Christians, in Christ. We believe in God. We believe that Jesus was his son. We believe that Jesus died as an atonement for our sins, which was foretold throughout the Old Testament. And... That, for us as Christians, is true, period, end of story. Right. Fair enough? Fair enough. There's no equivocation there. You're not going to change that. If you don't believe that, then you're not in Christ. Right. Now, the world is going to come against that. Of course. And it's going to try and tell us things. And we talked last week... Actually, we talked the last two weeks about the tactical level. We talked about Romans chapter 12, which has a lot of good things at the tactical level. And we talked about mental models, if you remember correctly, and if you follow the show. And if you missed those, they're available to you at kkht.com under the Programs tab. If you just choose Podcasts and look for Courageous Christianity, Uh, you may want to go back to them because we talked about the OODA loop, the observation, oh. orientation, they decision, They had a lot of great action. information. Yeah. Yes. And then Christy, as a transformational coach, was able to shed the light on um, the think-feel-act cycle. Right. A little bit about that. All of which basically boiled down to the fact that our perceptions and our opinions are often wrong, weak, and we often open the door to a lot of uh, heartache 
The problem is that we think that they are true. And we think that they are true. Yeah. And we have to understand that those opinions have been manipulated. Oh, yeah. Uh, the world, 24-7, 365, is pressing on us to change us. And so we have to question all of our assumptions. Right. Something we do uh, in the Marine Corps very often is we'll be planning a mission and we'll study the mission carefully and say, okay, what are the explicit tasks? What are we actually supposed to do here? And then what are some of the implicit tasks? What has to be done in order to do those things? And then we'll say, okay, well, here's the intelligence and we're making these assumptions. And because it's life and death, you want to minimize the assumptions that you make. You don't just want to go into battle and hope for the best. Hope is not a course of action, we like to say. So we have to question all of our assumptions. We've got to question our opinions. We've got to question our perceptions. Right. Because they're manipulated by very good uh, manipulators. And in the last show, uh, Christy called them spinsters. <laughs> well, um, you called them spinsters. <laughs> right. Okay. Somebody called them spinsters. <laughs> we talked about the spin on things. Yeah. So I heard a totally interesting story yesterday. Uh, a radio show host was talking about a tiger in a zoo. Mm -hmm. And this tiger had lived in a 12 by 12 cage for a long time in this zoo. And he paced this 12 by 12 cage relentlessly. Mm. And then the zoo was remodeled and his cage was 35 by 35. Wow. He got a new space. And he kept pacing 12 by 12. Oh, Wow. Is that is that crushing to think about? Yeah, my well, as a coach, my mind goes to um, he kept himself in his own cage. So, what the radio show hosts were talking about is how in Christ we are no longer in this twelve by twelve box mm -hmm. of our sin. We are wow. uh, delivered to the feet of the creator of the universe by his son who atones for our sins by his blood, we're free. And yet many of us keep pacing our 12 by 12 cage exactly like right. that tiger. And I think that's heartbreaking. So we do that because our perceptions and our opinions are controlling. Yeah. And honestly, uh, a couple of people I talked to this week, uh, mentoring and trying to comfort who are struggling and it was bizarre to me and actually quite frustrating because both of them, one anxious, the other having uh, trouble at work and so forth, they're committed to doing what they've been doing. Right. And I was trying to say to them, okay, but what does scripture say? What does the Bible say? How do we get back to that? And they just kept going back to the same place in their perception. That's actually the place where all their pain is. Right. And it's like, dude, you keep trying to return to this 12 by 12 cage. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of feels a little bit like crazy making there. It is crazy making. Who is yeah. it that said doing the same thing over, over and over, over and expecting over. a different result is insanity. Well, and I think somehow in there, and, and I don't know how I'm going to wrap my brain around it, but is there's, we find comfort in doing that same thing. Right. Yet it produces the pain. But we're comfortable. But we're comfortable. Yeah, you either move forward into growth or backward into comfort. Yeah. And as I often say, the gym is a perfect metaphor for spiritual growth because if you don't lift heavier and heavier weights every uh, day, you will not get stronger. But lifting heavier weights is painful. And it brings us to this theme, a theme on Christie's show in the Divorce Coaching Hour, which comes on later today, is 
you've got to do the work. Yeah. And uh, for somebody going through one of life's worst chapters in divorce and Christy trying to mentor and comfort and guide them through that, you've got to do the work. And as Christians, we've got to do the work. So you mentioned brain, which was very interesting because there are actually some things in our brains which cause us to return to that 12 by 12 cage. Right. Our brains are amazing. And so the reticular activating system, which you taught me about, and I'm now talking about like I'm cool. (laughs) Explain that to me, please. (laughs) So it it basically helps us. I I call it a filter. Now, mind you, this is very kind of not psychology terms, right? But um, uh, the way that I I teach it and share it with my clients and so forth. But it's I kind of look at it as a filter, and it's a filter that helps you see the world how you want to see the world in a way, or it can keep you safe, which our bodies do a lot of that is trying to do things to keep ourselves safe. Uh, so for example, I think about a car, you've probably uh, thought about going and getting some sort of cool car in the past. And you're like, ah, I'm going to be the only one driving this cool car, right? You beep up on down, down to the, the dealership, you get in the car now, you've never seen anybody driving this car out there, right? I'm going to be the only one. I'm going to be so super special. You get in that car, you drive off the lot, and now what do you see? That car. That car everywhere. Everywhere. Wait a second. Everybody now is driving that car? It's because it's come into our attention. It's come into our filters. And so now we see it a certain way. It can rework the other way as well where we can't see something. It is all tied with perception Believe it or not, our eyes, um, what we hear, it's, it's pretty in-depth, but that's why I kind of liken I would, it to a filter. Uh, thank you. I would like to clarify one thing. I'm a colonel in the Marines, and I don't bebop anywhere. <laughs> I walk in a very dignified fashion, and people generally move out of my way because they see that I'm a well, very serious guy. I bebop most guy. of the time. So. Yeah. I'm not a bebopper. Um, okay. So this is totally important uh, because we have... A world that's designed to push us around, to make us emotional, to cause us to go to the fight, flight, or freeze place, to be paranoid, and to become very uh, uh, susceptible to suggestion. We then have some things in our brains which cause us to see what we think we want to see, what confirms our notions. And so as we say that... In order to defend ourselves against all of these manipulations and against some of our own predispositions, we have to say what is fundamentally true. Right. Uh, For me, God is the creator of the universe. Jesus was his son. God created me with special abilities and special talents to serve him. He wants to have a relationship with me. I'm going to go through hardships And those will be for chastisement and refinement to make me into the person that can do God's work. I will make mistakes, but God knows that I'm not perfect. And that's why we, he, he sent his son to die for us. He doesn't expect me to become perfect before I serve him. He knows that I will serve him where I am with what I have. And so if I get right every morning, try and center myself, push away what the world wants me to think, and think about what God wants me to think, I will then be of use to him. And 
that creates a place of suffering because there is what is real according to God and what is real according to the world. And between those two things, there is a great distance, and that is some dangerous ground. And the, the devil wants us to live in that ground where we react, but God wants us to come back every morning to what is real so that we don't experience that suffering of that place. I was reading something just before the show started. I wondered what God might have to say uh, to me before we began. And I opened my Bible uh, to Romans chapter 12. I'm sorry, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And so as we each strive to find peace in the place on the battlefield where we struggle, not just to uh, be successful and to manage our lives, but also to do what God wants, whether you're struggling in a house, raising children, uh, numerous moves, um, COVID, whether you're struggling at work uh, to be the person you're supposed to be in your job. I'm just struggling with with. The flesh versus the spirit, you, your internal struggle. An internal struggle. However you're struggling, when we ask ourselves what is true, because keep in mind, at uh, the bottom of the spiritual battle between God and the devil is cognitive warfare. And cognitive warfare is a fight over what is true. And another way to say that is a fight over what is real. And if you remember, right, Genesis chapter 3 Uh, Verse 2, the devil comes uh, to Eve in the form of a a snake and says, did God really say not to eat from the tree of the uh, knowledge of good and evil? So as I try and center myself, so as to fill myself with God, to be focused on the things of the Spirit and bring those to bear on the world around me, such that at the intersection of my faith and the world, I'm going to change the world as opposed to being changed by the world, I think about what is true. And I know that the Bible is true. It says things on earth are going to get bad, that the devil's going to have his very short time, and then Jesus will reign. So uh, Christy told me earlier about a lady who struggled. Uh, Her war was uncertainty. She can't stand uncertainty. If we're looking just right in front of our feet from one day to the next, Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's health, there's finances, there's work, there's a stock market, there's the weather, all kinds of uncertainty. We don't know what the next second will bring. We don't know what the next second will bring. But if we lift our eyes toward the horizon, if we lift our eyes toward heaven... We know that. ...then the uncertainty goes away. And uh, it's not the uncertainty of today and tomorrow, but rather it's the certainty of... A loving father in heaven. God said he wants to be our father. And out of that, in that, we're out of our cages. And that's freeing. And that is freeing. And that actually brings us to the moment of truth. It's freeing. It's true. And for the moment of truth today, I chose John chapter 8, verse 32. And it says, thank you, Christy, for that. that. Brilliant. (laughs) Um, It says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So... I'm talking to 
a, a guy on the phone. He's filled with anxiety. And I'm saying to him, hey, just ask yourself, what is true? Don't try and wade through the world. You can't filter the world to find truth. You have to start with truth to look at the world. And we've said that often, but it's so important. Let me say that again. If you spend all of your time looking at the world and trying to distill truth from what you see in the world, you won't find it. You won't find it. If, on the other hand, you start with the Bible, which is truth, and it's fixed truth, and it's eternal truth, and it's the truth of a loving God who only wants his children to be successful. If you start there and you filter the world through that, things become much easier. And our quote of the day says it very well, because our quote of the day comes from Warren Wendell Wearsby, and he passed last year. He was a teacher, a clergyman, and a prolific Christian author. And he said this, truth without love is brutality, and love without truth is hypocrisy. Mm, So true. So we are talking about the truth, and we're talking about the love of God in that truth, which is sometimes chastisement, and it's sometimes refinement. And as we ponder what is true in an effort to sort through the struggles of this world, I can think of three things which are simply and powerfully true. Number one, God is sovereign. He has power over all things. He is loving, and he wants us to think of him as a father. Jesus is his son, and through him all things were made. We come to the Father through the Son and to the Son at the Father's invitation. That's number one. Number two, in that love, that understanding, and that power, we are called to walk this earth. God equips us to do this with the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is His Word written on our hearts and interpreted for us in every situation by the Holy Spirit who goes with us everywhere. Number three, as Christians, we are never alone. Wherever your war is, wherever your struggle is, wherever you're working to find peace, you are not there alone. So as you go through these difficult days, focus on the truth with a capital T. Let go of everything else and think about things which are absolutely, unequivocally, undeniably true. Three of which are God is sovereign. He has equipped you for all your struggles and he goes with you in all things. So if you're struggling, imagine you are putting your arms around Jesus and feeling his all-powerful and loving embrace. Let his arms encircle you. Let his peace and calm flow into you. And in every situation, good or bad, remind yourself that God is sovereign and he loves you. Three words. God loves you. Please say Mm -hmm. them to yourself with me. God loves Loves me. 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 Say it. God loves me. Oh, you're a good sport. Thank you so much. (laughs) Friends, everything in all existence stems from that. And that is Courageous Christianity. Courageous Christianity is a public ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battle. And as you can see, this world around us, it's a battlefield. It is. And your support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts so that on a weekly basis, we can reach out to everyone with word that's encouraging and true and empowering. We are victors. 
Should you want to contribute to this ministry, you may do so by texting the amount you'd like to donate to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of my book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. And if you want to catch previous episodes of Courageous Christianity, remember you can listen to them at kkht.com under the Programs tab by selecting Podcasts and looking for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelo, and that's me. Thanks for joining Christy and me today. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.